Hello everyone, you're listening to the Curiosec podcast, a place where we ask questions to people about how they've navigated through their lives and careers. I am Nirmal Bhansali. In this episode, I interview Abhishek Mishra, a graduate from NLU Jodhpur and currently practicing as an advocate in Delhi. I had a lot of fun talking to him. Here's the show. Welcome to the Curious Head podcast and today we have with us Abhishek Mishra and uh, it's the first episode I'm really excited about this. Thank you for coming. It's a pleasure to have you here. Oh, thanks a lot, Neymar. Uh, so let's dive right in. Uh, now, I really wanted to talk to you about how you have reached the path that you're currently on. And beginning with how uh, about talking to you about your childhood, like how, what did you do? Where do you grow up? How was it like? <laughs> He starts that question with that big sentence. He's like, already already achieved a lot. It's not like that. It's just like, you do a couple of things at this age. You're trying different things out. You're trying to figure things out. But yeah, to the, to the point that you're making about childhood, I grew up, I was born in Jamshedpur. And then I grew up all over the country. I spent like nine years in Gujarat in three different cities. And then I was five years in Calcutta, oh. three years in Bombay, then two years in Delhi in a hostel. And then one year in Raipur. I mean, this is now I've entered college. So this is how I grew up. And after that, obviously, I've been doing different So I've been all over the place. Have you have you had any uh, like really definite experiences which informed you about what you're doing right now in the period that you're growing up? Uh, in, I, I'd say... I kept going back to Jamshedpur a lot when I was younger for all my summer vacations and winter vacations. And we used to travel a lot to other parts of what was then Bihar. And uh, you really see, you start to feel the privilege that you're living in. This word that's used a lot these days. You really become very conscious of how lucky you are compared to a lot of other people. A lot of the other people you meet regularly once you go back to Bihar places that you're visiting, the relatives that you're meeting, the friends that you're meeting. Okay. So I think that was that was something that growing up impacted me a little bit. I knew even as a child that I was very lucky to be, you know, uh, growing up. Happily, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. happily. And I'm studying in very good schools, um, having not to worry about day-to-day things. So that, that, I think, just stayed with me because I had so much context around me when I used to go back. That was one. I think also uh, just shifting a lot of schools, Okay. as anyone who's changed a lot of schools will tell you, it really, I mean, it, it doesn't let you be in a comfort zone. So that really impacts you a lot. So just to give an example, uh, five years in Calcutta, I was in an all-boys school. Okay. And uh, it was as all-boys as all-boys can get, you know, like five <laughs> every day. There's fights every day. There's fights in the bus. There's uh, fights in the school. There uh, is uh, fights in the break time over silly things. Oh. And uh, you're all kids anyway, so you're yeah. tearing shirts and you're saying things. So it was it was that sort of an environment. Very good school. Uh, but 
this was the kind of environment you're growing up in for five years. And suddenly after that, for three years, I was in a school for cathedral in Bombay, hmm. which one was a Korean school. So you can imagine how I would have transitioned there. And second, second the culture was very, very different. I mean, I got into a fight in my first month, I think, in cathedral, and I think the entire bat was horrified about who is this alien who has come to our school who fights. So oh. I was I was like really on a track of ill repute in that school from my first month itself. So I my time in cathedral, in fact, I think really um, impacted me. It really was a formative experience in that sense. I think things that you live in school through that that you experience in your school time, especially in your early teenage years, your you know your later teenage years, they really stay with you as you grow up. They all your insecurities at that age play out eventually. Everything that you're good at, everything that you, you know, all, anything that you excel at, really solidified soon enough. So I think my school, the changing of the schools, and I think going back to my hometown a lot. I think these were the two major, major formative experiences for me that really molded me. Uh when did you exactly decide that or uh, did that you wanted to join a law college or was there a period between where you're confused or did you always know that you wanted to join a law college and give the exam or whatever? Right. So uh, after uh, my 10th in Bombay, in Chakibu, mm-hmm. uh, I came to DPS Archipuram in Delhi, in the hostel over here. So um, once I came here, I, I come from... Bihar and anyone from Bihar will tell you it's a default setting that you need to do either uh, medicine or engineering in your yeah. after your 12. Okay. So I, I wanted to do commerce, so that was like a huge shock in my extended family. Okay. My dad's an IIT and my brother like top or something in the 10th. Okay. He did science and in the 11th and 12th. And uh, so it was a big thing that I was not doing science, but I didn't want to do science. I wasn't very interested in it. I don't think I was particularly good at it. Hmm. Uh, I chose commerce in 11th, 12th, stayed in the hospital over here. And uh, in Delhi, as in a lot of other places, obviously, but more so in Delhi, uh, the BCom courses or the, you know, or the economics courses, BA economics courses, are okay. like a big thing to chase after your 12th. So I really wanted to, I started getting confused from that moment onwards about what I I think a lot of what your peers want, you start to confuse, I mean, as your own aim. So I really wanted to then go to DU, pursue a BCom honors, wanted to get into SRCC. And uh, so I was working towards that, and I did pretty well in my 12th exam. Okay. I think I would have, I think I would have made the cut, but then eventually I think I had a, I mean, a lot, long conversation with my father, parents, and... Uh, they really wanted me to do law, and I wasn't particularly keen on doing uh, going to DU. I was only actually really wanting to go because all my friends were going. Okay. And uh, and it was a good college anyway. I mean, it was one of the best colleges in the country. So I I wanted to go there. I don't know whether eventually I would have made it through the list through the three lists which come out in DU or no. But yeah, that's that's the period where I was confused whether I want to go to DU or whether I want to do law. Eventually, my father was like very keen that I do law, and I just trusted his choice, his decision, and I wrote the CLAT anyway, and I got through to H and L. That's where I went. Okay, 
uh, I wanted to know a bit about the pressure that like you would face from your family or even internally when you choose an option that you're not sure about. Like how when you entered law school, how did you go uh, like explore that period? Like what what did you have in mind? I, you know, I, I think that's a real conflict for someone who really wants to do, let's say, option one, mm-hmm. and he still has to choose option two. That wasn't the case with me. Okay. I really didn't have an option one that I really strongly wanted to do. Uh, in all fairness, wanting to go to a college because everyone was going or, there, or all your friends are going there. I mean, it seems like a very strong motivation at that point of time, but eventually you, I mean, you can't really kid yourself that it's something that you really want. So it wasn't like I really wanted to go someplace else and not do law. So I wasn't that perturbed by this idea that now I have to try something that I really didn't think I wanted. I was going in with an open mind. It was fine. I, mean, I really liked law from the first day. All right. Uh, I want to know a bit about what you did in college. Like, uh, what sort of act? Basketball. Okay. That's it? Uh, why? What what's so special? What do you like about basketball so much? I actually hadn't played too much basketball before I came to Jodhpur, and um, I, in my first one month in Jodhpur or something, I was just trying to. I was playing a lot of sports. I was playing all kinds of sports when I was in the hostel and then in HNL also playing whenever I got a chance. Okay. It wasn't like I was doing basketball really seriously, but in my first month in Jodhpur, I met uh, this fourth year. Gopal. Okay. And he is a very persuasive person who never ended up becoming like a full-time practicing advocate. Uh, uh-huh. And he he was the sort of captain that time. Captains aren't really like official designations in our college. So. Okay. But yeah, he was the guy who was there on the court every day and he started uh, taking an interest in developing my game. And I think in college you need something to Hook yourself on like something that you can latch on to, and I just felt like basketball was a good option to start. And I just went from there, and I think Gopal was very, very helpful in just like you know flaming that interest in me, sort of encouraging that interest in me. And he like used to spend hours just training me. Uh, oh, so I used to, I used to just be like, wow, <laughs> it's almost like. Uh, make-believe world where you think you are getting trained in the NBA and you take your life very seriously in college and everything that you do. It was, it was fun and I, I think the academic pressure sort of still allowed us to do it. That's, that's how I started playing basketball and eventually one thing leads to another. And never left. Yeah, and it just becomes a part of your day-to-day life. And you have to enjoy it also. I really enjoyed it. Also. Uh, did you ever face problems pursuing such activities? I mean, like, I understand that academic pressure allowed it, but what if uh, you wanted to pursue other activities? Did it get in the way or did you somehow incorporate it? Yeah, I was silly like that. I was, I was actually trying to do everything. I was just uh, debating and I was uh, trying to do an odd intra every, every year, the movies intras every year. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I later realized that not how the best students in India are pursuing their careers or their law school. And that's not how anyone basically pursues five-year course 
or like a four-year course anywhere in the world. I think people end up choosing very early what they want to do really well and they go ahead and do that really well. So for me, it was just trying out a lot of other things and yeah, basketball did come in the way of doing really well in other things I could have used all that time. I was playing for really long every day, like almost an average of three, four, five hours Whoa. every day. Uh, so, I mean, that, that time is well spent on a lot of other things. So, yeah, uh, it did come in the way of things. And that's a, you end up doing everything like half-baked or three-quarters baked. Uh, and so, it, it does come in the way of other things. But you have to eventually take a call on how you want to conduct yourself. And I don't think I... If I had to do one thing right, hmm. back, I would I would do less of everything else and probably just focus on basketball more. Oh. I, ended up, I ended up I ended up trying out things like law review, which obviously I, I mean if you don't put the time into it, you'll end up doing a really bad job of whatever responsibility you're giving. I I ended up trying to be a part of the you know fourth form or the academic committee and things like that. Again, like I used to. I used to always prioritize a basketball practice over, let's say, a meeting or any other, you know, responsibility that you've been given from the company, and I end up practicing during that time. So, yeah, it comes in the way of a lot of other things, and that's why you shouldn't take up the other things that you can't, you know, do justice to if you're really focused on one thing. And I think that's one thing I would change about five years. I would do less of everything else, and I'd probably focus a bit more on basketball, and the rest of it I would just try to. Oh, what are things that you feel like now that you've graduated and it's been quite a long time that have definitely helped you in, let's say, being who you are right now? That Things that you did in college or certain experiences that helped you in college and like has defined you as to what you're doing right now? A lot of it. Yeah. You, you, you're going to be in college for five years, right? Five years will mold you in some way or the other. So it's not like you can suddenly change yourself. Right. So however you stay in college overflows into the you know, the next five years, six years into once you become a lawyer. So one thing like, for example, I realized this about myself that I really like competition. So I'll just give you an example that uh, anytime I was on the basketball court, even if you're playing an overmatched team hmm. or we're playing a fully on the court, I would really enjoy it. I would really enjoy the challenge of playing a violent opponent or really an opponent who thinks he's much better than you. Okay. And I think that, 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 you know, that appreciation of competition has, has come with me into law also. So every time, if, if I know we are up against someone who's you know, big name in, the, in law or anything which you know, someone's competing with you on that competition, you start to enjoy it. So it's like that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you were saying how being competitive has uh, gotten into your legal career as well. Uh, apart, what else do you? So getting competitive and the other thing that I was talking about, I don't know if this is duplication, but uh, I, I was also thinking about how spending long hours on the court hmm. just trains your body and mind to spend long hours at any time. Five hours of, you know late into the night working on one particular thing doesn't tire you as much as I think it would have if I wasn't used to doing it. Um, and even like team dynamics, there's, there's so much that goes on when you're trying to build a team, retain a team, travel mm. with a team, 
yeah. you learn how to work with different sorts of people and that has to come into your office setup like whichever chamber you join whichever law firm you join you're going to deal with people like 15 20 yeah. people you'll have to deal with on a very regular basis so uh, your how you handle emotions how you handle egos how you handle someone you know not doing as great a job who has committed as you have who is who's doing a better job than you all of that you need to learn how to handle that i think it helps you i think that's why people say team sports are really good for you as a the employee or as a professional that that all these things translate into good things uh so when you joined law school you said that you uh it was really not that big of a deal choosing law but i wanted to know at what point in law school that you de- you decided that you wanted to be a lawyer uh was it did you try out different things or did you know after studying let's say a year of law that you wanted to do this that you wanted to pursue litigation or did you try out no i didn't know that even i didn't know that before i joined this pressing office so i very impulsive decisions all my life litigation was one of them um straight out of law school i did teach for india so that was a decision i took in my final semester maybe in my ninth semester that i didn't want to do anything related strictly to law and i wanted to try something else and i did a bit of research i had spoken to a couple of people and teach for india seemed like a good fellowship and i applied for it i got in and i chose it as no particular great reason not too much deliberation into it just this feeling that i i want to try something else and i did that and after that one thing led to another and then eventually i did because you're always curious about litigation and court you've studied something for 5 years i think that's how i've rationalized my choice of litigation that i was just curious to see how litigation happens and why i'm litigating uh what how is the experience at teach for india like was is it how as good as it seems are they doing good work like what what do you learn from it what do you not like about the place it's super super tough um nothing that you've been prepared for especially in a law school um you are i was put in an all boys school uh, in heroli okay and, uh, a very very troubled community in that and uh, the if I mean they you do go through like 5 weeks of training at teach for india's institute hmm. but uh, so tough yeah, it used to be it's probably one of the toughest things i've done ever really a challenge to go into a class every day and you know deal with 50 boys who are all hitting teens or early teens or like you know 14 15 year olds and then you have to deal with the other older kids in the school also because you are like a new entity for them you're like oh भैया आए हैं छह जो भी उनको अलग लगता है कोई और नया आया टीच करने के लिए तो दे ऑल लाइक ट्राइंग टू डिस्टर्ब योर क्लास एंड डीलिंग विद ऑल ऑफ दैट रियली थिंक इट सो चैलेंजिंग सो ट्रेनिंग ऑन एन एवरीडे बेसिस दैट इट जस्ट अगेन बिल्ड अप माई स्टेमिना और माई कैपेसिटी टू टेक चैलेंजिंग Makes you stronger inside. Uh, towards the end of 
So you see a fellowship like Teach for India or any other uh, social impact or social sector fellowship that you do, if it you know if it deals with vulnerable sections of the society, you the good part is that you feel really enthusiastic, you feel really inspired. So every day you're feeling inspired to do it, or on a regular basis you're feeling inspired every day. You know, but on a regular basis you're feeling inspired to to be in that sector, and you know you're doing good work. You know you are at a place where people from our background are required to be if hmm. we are to just become a better society. If everyone chooses things like, you know, if everyone chooses the more traditional options, hmm. then it's not doesn't make for a better society. That was that was my feeling while hmm. I was there. The flip side was that it's so tough to see any impact. It's so tough to see any change. You constantly ask yourself whether you are Because it's one thing to say as a philosophy that yes, more people from our background need to come and join social sector. Okay. If you can't really see a tangible or a you know verifiable change while you're there or in a short enough time period, uh, it, it's very. I mean, it's the propensity to make you feel like a failure is high in the social sector. It's really high. Like you can spend. I spent two years and I constantly kept having doubts about whether I am of any use in that school. If I even like. Tangibly impacted a single child's life while uh, I was teaching that class or any other class that I was teaching. So I think that's very discouraging. Okay. Uh, and so that's why I think, and because I didn't, I couldn't figure out how I could do a better job uh, while I was there because it was so challenging. Everyone's trying to figure out. In fact, the best in the world in the education sector, for example, are still trying to figure out what is the best way to teach language to kids, how to make a kid understand a particular language that he's trying to acquire. And no one has the answers. It's very tough. You're dealing with human beings. So I was very discouraged, I think, by my impact at the end of two years. Okay. And like I said, the curiosity was there. So I was like, all right, let's let's try something else for a while. And that's what I told myself. I'm going to try litigation for a while, and I'll see where it goes from there. I I might step back into the social sector. I might try something else after this. I have just kept my options open. It's not like I've decided that for the next ten years I'm going to do litigation and then I'm going to see what I want. And I've given myself like a short time period to try something new. But that's how I joined litigation. It's not like a binding option. And that's a, I think that's why it was easy for me to take that decision. Okay. Because I wasn't... People are scared. But I don't think that's the way to look at it. I think that was the way people were working until very recently or till the previous generation. That you start off with one company and you stay in that company for the rest of your life, or you start off with a government job and you stay in that department for the rest of your life. I think our generation is different, and like we have to have a different mindset to our choices. And I think saying to yourself that I'm doing this for a short period of time helps hmm. you take a decision, gives you the courage to take a decision. And that's what happened. Teach for India was two years, litigation is like two, three, four years. And then you take a call whether you want to continue, whether you want to try something else. What What do you think about litigation now? Uh, what's work like? Uh, I've joined a brilliant team. I, I feel like uh, I've joined a chamber where this was the first time, like comparing basketball, comparing Teach for India, comparing a lot of other things. I think I'm I'm surrounded by people, especially my boss. Mm. Where I know if I don't know how to do something right, mm. I know exactly. I will get to know from my chamber or from my boss. You know what is the best way to do that thing that you don't know how to do. 
basically there are answers for those questions right and help you develop a lot uh, you are around rigorous work uh, you can't slack off mediocrity is not acceptable so it's so challenging again like it's the same thing it's very challenging you're spending a lot of hours but the difference with speech for india is that over here it's slightly easier to see tangible impact okay like you know you, you like okay i did a good job with this draft or we ended up getting a favorable order on this day so these are verifiable tangible changes good things or bad things that you can see on a day to day speech for india you just didn't know what was happening on a day to day you're just so drained at 4:30 pm i i keep telling my friends in teach for india on an everyday basis at 4:30 pm i used to be so drained i couldn't <laughs> think straight Oh. and over here i have i have sometimes worked till late into the night and you know mentally and physically you're not as tired so this is a different league of challenge altogether law is in that sense much more interesting uh, yeah intellectually more stimulating in that sense but uh, it's very tough again i mean you're in a, you're, you're again competing on a day to day basis but the good thing is you're around people who know who've been in this for really long and support you well So I think that's why I'm enjoying it right now. Uh, a uh, question that I really wanted to ask was, what do you feel is a unique skill set that, let's say, you have, or a skill set that you constantly go to that you know is really important to you? Or wait, let me let me rephrase that. I think I I got the right thing. Yeah. A, what's something that you feel is unique about you? A or uh, if. If I were to put it in a answer that question without sounding so arrogant, <laughs> my bad. Oh. No, but uh, let me try. Um, I think the okay. So I'll 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 tell you the kind of skill set or the quality or the characteristics that I am always trying to develop is uh, humility. Like persistence and humility are two things as values that I I try to develop. Uh, I I'm always chasing that and that's why I think that whole you know 7 hours on the court is not that big a deal okay it's it's a translation of your persistence 7 okay. hours from 11 pm in the night till 6 am in the morning is not that big a deal because it's a translation of your persistence having to come for like let's say a sunday or you know three sundays in a row or you'll have a really tough week or a really tough month any of that i mean if you start feeling bad about all of it it's just one thing but the only way to remind yourself that it's not anything else except a translation of your persistence is something that i think i'm trying to develop and i'm just getting better with it by the day so working hard i mean persistence is basically working hard staying at it not really looking for immediate results that is one thing that i'm trying to work on I'm trying to develop that I've been conscious of for a really long time, and along with that humility, you—that's a bigger challenge for me. I think I, as a person, I think a lot of us are like that, and I can say that about myself for sure. That deep down inside, I'm always looking, you know, for like some sort of validation, some sort of oh, someone should notice that I did good work. Someone should give me an applause, and I, that don't seem like a very good thing to have. Okay. Uh, so that's another thing, like you, and that helps even in a chamber, like a law chamber. You you do your work. You put in the research. You shouldn't have this craving that oh someone that senior advocate that you briefed 
much give you a pat on the back for that insecurity. It was your job to find that case, work that hard to find something. Don't you know, go around fawning uh, over your own work or you know, don't desperately look for an applause every time you do something good. Uh, these are the two things that I'm working on, conscious of. Uh, I don't know if I answered your question, but maybe I feel like that's something that I want to develop also. Okay, just one last thing. Uh, it's been a few years since you're into litigation now. Uh, anything that you're specifically planning on for the future, or you still want to pursue it? What, what, at what, what state of mind are you in right now? I'm that twelve-year-old kid who watches a movie and wants to do what that hero did in that movie. Uh, oh, okay. If I if I saw Lakshmi tonight, I'll want to be a soldier more and more. I am still that kid. I really, and it doesn't bother. That's the that's the thing I can say very comfortably. That it doesn't bother me so much to not know my ten-year plan or my fifteen-year plan or my twenty-year plan. Uh, that bothers my parents a lot. Bothers anyone who's older to me a lot. But it doesn't bother me so much. And I keep telling others that I'm not to bother about. It. Uh, I'm trying litigation for people. Maybe lesser, maybe more. But while I'm enjoying it, while I'm around rigorous work, while I'm developing as a person, uh, I'm going to continue doing it. And the day I feel like, okay, I want to try something new, Again, I think the key to that for me has been to just keep telling myself that if you choose to do something for two years, doesn't mean you have to do it for twenty. Take you know two steps at a time. All right, I think we'll end it right there. Thank you so much for joining, and uh, once again, like it, it was a pleasure to have you. No, thanks a lot, Nirmal. Good luck with this. It's a very unique thing. Thanks a lot for listening to Curious Sect. I am Nirmal Bhansali. So this was the first episode of the show, and I can't thank Abhijit Shetana for agreeing to do this and letting me quiz him about his life. We have a lot of these episodes lined up. You can follow us on curiousect.com. You could write to us and tell us what you think about the show.